0: if you live for their approval you'll die by their judgment yep and that's the issue of people pleasing welcome to our third podcast which we thought would be another one but we travel back in time from our this yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to give you this one at number three, we had
1: uh, one, two, four, five, and six recorded.
0: <laughs> We're just still figuring this out. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, if you haven't joined us before, we are Black Sheet Thinking, a company that helps people let go of the mistake of who they think they are and their thinking and open up to the truth of who they are. a spiritual awakening allows them to be their fullest version of themselves. I'm Morgan Pierce. And I'm Andrew Podvang. And today we are going to discuss. A number of things based around the concept of people pleasing. Mm, that's big. One. Which is a major barrier for many people. Yeah. And and I want to start off, if you are a people pleaser, know that we are both <laughs> re- reformed <laughs> yeah. people pleasers. Reformed
1: people pleasers. And I wanted sure. to let you
0: know that we don't we use terms like this, but they're not to de- describe you, but to define a behavior. <clears throat> It describes a behavior, doesn't define you as a person. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it describes a behavior
1: that could be getting in your way. Yeah. Well, not could be, but well, is getting in your way. Exactly. Of you experiencing the truth of who you are.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and the, if you're a people pleaser, know that it comes from a good place. So we're not badmouthing that situation. We're just saying there is healthier methods. Yeah. they will occur. Uh, and so let's start off with, um, I'll start off. I, I always thought, if I made people happy, and I think I, this all starts for many people in childhood of the affection of their parents, the affection of their teacher, yep. the validation from our bosses, our partners, our dates or whatever mm-hmm. that we're doing. Um, that we think if we just get enough people to see us, that we would be safe yeah, and approved and validated. And yeah. So- I
1: know for me, for a lot of, a lot of it for me, cause I was very young when I became a dad. Um, a lot of it for me was like, if I had happy kids, I just wanted to please my kids all the time. I, I just wanted them to be happy. And so I would, you know, go to whatever lengths it required to make my kids happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, it, that's, that actually is a great place to start. I mean, of course you would, of course, if you're dealing with people pleasing, the foundational piece of the healthy, of a healthy Human is to love and be loved to mm-hmm. want to be loved and, and, and to love others is then, but then that transitions at a time into an unhealthy identity to want to validate ourselves through making people happy. So it seems like it's a good thing to people please. I've had people say, wasn't well, it good to please people? And I was like, well, yes and no. I mean, yeah. I, well, I, I, I said tonight to somebody, it's like, if you, if you live for their approval, you'll die by their judgment. Yep. And that's the issue of people pleasing is that it, and even great people pleasing never lasts very long because you'll please people and then feel you have to continually do it. Yeah. It's just, you know, sand through the fingers. So, so if you're people pleasing, I mean, the opposite, I, we heard, I posted a great thing today. We talked about earlier before we got a camera, the difference between people pleasing and service because we want people to experience themselves as service. Yeah. And there's a massive difference. For me, I got rid of the word obligation many years ago. So it was like, because if I'm obligated, that's Mm -hmm. not service. That's people pleasing.
1: That's That's a more recent one for me that I've gotten rid of. Obligation. Obligation. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, it's made a big difference in my life because it's like, it's taken away that feeling of like, oh, if I don't show up to this event, if I don't show up for this person, I'm letting them down and they might not be happy with me.
0: Right. And then there's a risk of everyone hates you in Kingston. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's true that we worry about that we catastrophize like we talked about other episodes like we worry of the you know the social oh you don't care yeah really and so like we convince a lot of people the, the reform the obligation piece of that is uh, if i do it because i want to so the thing we posted that i thought was beautifully worded by this guy he said the difference between people pleasing and service and mm-hmm. worded the, the people please service is if you're people pleasing, you're doing it because you're trying to get love. Mm. If you're service, you're, you are being that, or you're giving love. Yeah. And, and asking if you're doing it because you love the thing that you're doing, or you're doing it because you're hoping to be seen, or you're hoping yeah, to- Yeah, doing it for the outcome. To take,
1: yeah. For a perceived outcome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, <clears throat> it exhausts people, you know, people pleasing, and is a very uh, tough thing for people because they think their whole thing is about that. They forget they are, they're part of the formula. Yeah. And I don't want people to see people as above or below, but yeah, as the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I mentioned it kind of briefly there. That it was my kids that I would try and people please all the time. And one of the big changing factors for me was realizing that all of the knowledge that I've gained in my life and all the, all the things that I've grown from in my life were the toughest struggles that I went through. And so not trying to pick them up and always save them from that struggle to try and make them happy and realize that sometimes they gotta, they gotta struggle through it a little bit and I can be there to catch them when they
0: fall, That's true. Um,
1: but not always feel like I've got to do the saving and the pleasing.
0: Right. Support versus rescue. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. It it really cuts from the concept of like, I think I'm being a nice person when I'm helping people or I'm, I'm pleasing people because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good. And that's the issue. There's a bit of a dopamine reward of like, I made up someone. I feel good. And you think as a coach, you people please look, like, no, we serve. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's,
1: there's sometimes people are not very pleased with us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's true. Because we're not because we're being mean, but because we're, we're opening up a piece of a mirror to them and they yeah. have to look at it. But, that goes back to the nice versus the kind thing where we always encourage people that we define nice versus kind. Nice. So let's take time to kind of define that. So, um, nice people finish last. The reason why is because I'll kind of define the nice side, if that makes sense. Yep. The nice side is, um, a nice, a nice person won't tell you you got a booger in your nose, <laughs> A kind person will. Yeah. So don't be nice. Nice worries about themselves in the conversation. Yeah. Nice, nice people, uh, worry about perception, their identity. They worry about th- th- what they're about to say. They, they yeah. want to figure out strategies to be careful how they deliver a message to someone because they don't want to offend. They say things like, I don't want to, I don't want to risk the relationship. It might argue, as soon as you say that there is no relationship. Yeah. Nice wants to take something on the other side of the table. Uh, kind doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Kind. Yeah,
1: kind is kind is just like we say, pure service. It's just truly service showing up um, because you love it because yes. you love to, to be there and to be support and, uh, and to show up for other people and not with any expectation of anything in return.
0: Right. Kind people, <clears throat> kind people are not afraid to say uh, caring truths that, yeah. that that may, they're worried somebody might take it the wrong way. They don't worry about that. Kind people don't worry about their identity. They don't think of themselves while they're talking because they're only focused on what they're seeing. They're not trying to win the relationship. Yeah. Nice people are overly agreeing. We're kind people. are yeah. Argumentative, but they're willing to be who they are unapologetically.
1: Yeah. I saw a video actually the other day that was uh, the same idea, same concept of like somebody who truly loves you won't let you settle for getting off with things. Right. Yes. They'll call you out on the things that are, yeah, that are, that are costing you your happiness
0: yeah nice person will, yeah I all mean, oh, that's not my thing. I shouldn't say anything, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't wanna hurt their feelings. I don't want them to not like me because I've said something that could.
0: I remember we were doing group them. work with back at the back when we were having live groups mm-hmm. we were we made a list, a chart of nice versus kind. Yep. Um, I'll probably post that uh, with this on our uh, Instagram. So if you want to take a look at the chart, I'll make one up and you can kind of see par- a comparison of nice versus kind to get kind of an understanding of how we perceive it. But it's really nice comes from a good place, but it's wounded in the sense that, it's, like I said, it's trying to win the relationship where it's projecting itself into a take situation yep. um, where, where, you know, being kind should come with ease because when you're, when you remove your identity from the formula, yep. it's easier to be kind. Yep. Yep. Agreed. What else do we, should we talk about when it comes to that? Like people struggle with that so much. They're not like, I have to help other people, you know, and, in, and, in, in coaching actually, when I first, I remember this is years ago, like many years ago, a friend of mine, Kristen, she, I remember trying to help some before I was a coach. I was still kind of, in that early phase of people coming to me and I had a girl who was going through something and I said, Oh, you mean me for coffee, we'll talk about it and she didn't show up and she had an excuse and I was so frustrated. She looked she kind of stood me up and I went and saw Kristen and I was like so upset that she bought me off. On, this is the, Kristen said, you sound like a drug addict. Like, what do <laughs> you mean? She's like, you didn't get your high of helping someone. And then there's a, it's white knight syndrome. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of other language around this. I mean, white knight syndrome is like, you're helping people cause you want to feel better. And that's what nice people do. Yeah. They're not doing the, way. kind people are still helping people, but from a place where there's no expectations. Yeah. And I'm sure the word is popping up with people listening like, well, isn't kind like often authentic, isn't like being authentic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I've never considered that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Why not? You're being authentic, but authentic is such an overused term. It's great to have an understanding, but it's more than authentic because it comes from a place. Authentic is just being the real you, but the kindness is like the real you projected. I don't say it's yeah. difference between happiness, which we're happy just sitting here. I can be happy with nothingness because yeah. our baseline is happy, and then this gets to the point. But fulfillment is taking the happiness and putting it in action. I think that's the difference maybe between kind. I would say the authenticity, is, authenticity, is, is, and is, kindness. Is, is, yeah, yeah kindness is like is kind- kindness on on standby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. real you. And then in in the projection of others as an authentic self would be acting in kindness. Kindness is is really a, a word that we don't we don't go to a lot. But yeah, because we use gratitude and love and service to describe this thing. Yep. And and then I were thinking, but kindness is a really big, like if if the world was just a little bit more kind to each other, there's a lack of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lack of nice.
1: Yeah. And I think the challenge, the reason my perception of that would be the reason there is a lack of kindness is it's a lack of kindness to ourselves. And people are afraid to hurt someone's feelings or upset somebody because they're so hard on themselves that they feel like if I were to bring this a b or c up with this person it might trigger something inside of them that they're being really hard on themselves about and i don't want to i don't want to hurt their
0: feelings right you're totally right that actually opens up something to me where i was thinking about because we're talking about give and take as part of this thing where there's givers and takers and scorekeepers and a lot of people consider themselves self a giver but they're really without knowing scorekeeping because they're giving with expectations yeah. without realizing Yeah, and they're hope because even if they're not giving they get something back they're giving to be seen. As yeah, a, and if you've ever brought up a nice in a person. conversation, well, I did this for you, yeah. you're a score, you're a yeah. But that reminds me of a lot of people in this concept of kind of nice where... You'll meet somebody who's really hard on themselves the way you're mm-hmm. saying, and you say, Are you the kind of person that gives your shirt off your back metaphorically? Like, do you do anything? They go, Yeah. I say, Well, why do you do that? It's because it makes me feel good. Mm. No, they don't say that first. They say it helps the person. Yeah. And it makes me feel and good. And it it's makes me feel Yeah. It's a
1: win win situation. Yeah. I feel good.
0: <laughs> and I say, Great. So, right, but when someone tries to do something for you, they go, Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. Well, let's look at the hierarchy. When you give, you're saying when you don't receive and you give, you're creating an imbalance because what you're saying is giving comes from a place of hierarchy. A good person, yeah. And taking comes from weakness, which yeah. is why you won't take, because you don't want to be seen as weak. So you're also not allowing another person to give to you. Yeah. And receive. So it's not this or this. It's supposed to let's balance it off where I love I love receiving. Yeah. It doesn't mean from the same person. That's scorekeeping. I don't buy a coffee. It drives me crazy. Well, <clears throat> oh, yeah. you bought last time. If you're listening to this, Tim Barber, and I hope you are. It's like the mm-hmm. first time we met, he's like, Oh, you bought coffee last time. I'm like, no, I'm buying coffee every time now. <laughs> and I just buy <laughs> the coffee because I don't want people to think that there's this reciprocation and indebtedness as humans that we feel like we need to, we don't want to take advantage of a situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I always think it's not taking advantage if I'm willing to receive. People have bought me coffee yeah. before. You bought me coffee, other people, have- as yeah. long as there's, and, and I've watched other people buy coffees to the group. I've been I've received when you are willing to take and give. That's really a nice. That's a nice balance situation yeah. where people feel like, Oh, I don't want to impose, but they're the, and those same people that are giving and giving and giving eventually feel like they break sometimes and you're like, no one's seeing me. I'm not getting what I deserve. I'm like, are you, are you willing to receive? Yeah. And that's the whole, i want to look like a nice person thing. So I have to decline. Yeah. I have to decline. Yep. The, don't be don't buy me lunch. I have yeah. to decline. And not just monetary stuff, even compliments. Yep. You try to say something nice to somebody. It's weird how people will take it. You're walking, you're like, oh, that's a nice shirt. Someone's like, what's wrong with it? Yeah, <laughs> such a mindset. Yeah. No, I said it was not, I don't know. Part of
1: that yeah, I was actually talking to a young guy the other day who was telling me his, uh, his dad was in a rough situation um, that was outside of his control financially and, and called upon him and said, hey, I, I just need to borrow a bit of money right now just for the interim until I can get through. And he goes, you know, I never thought I'd be, have to help my dad out. I just felt like I felt really bad for him that he had to come to me and ask for help. And I'm like, well, take a second though. How did it feel for you to be able to be there to support your dad? And how many times has he been there to support you? And he's like, that actually felt pretty good and i'm like so think about how that's how that's come around for you and that it's like you get to be there and support him in a time of need and it's not there's no hierarchy of like because he's your dad you should you know if you have gratitude if you become grateful for that moment of the fact that you're able to support him and help him in that moment then then it takes away that feeling of bad
0: and that sadness of that's a really good uh, story because it, it kind of made me think a transition into how many, like, let's take that further. How many people are afraid to ask their employees for help on their bosses? How many people are afraid to ask their kids for yeah. advice? Like, you know, I was talking to Julie today and she mentioned that, you know, it's surprising how often she said, when well, you can ask your kids and they give the right answer. And I was like, to a certain degree, because they start to unlearn. Yeah. And they have their identities kind of imprinted in them in school. But there's nothing, I think, that's more educational and understanding that like I always tell you my son's my coach and Absolutely. I watch him it's more about watching him just because we always say we're more is caught than taught. Yeah. But not just from him watching me. Parents think that I watch my son and I learn I'm openness and 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 like confidence and, and understand humor and patience sometimes. Yeah. But but yeah, but I learn so much about the world from him. That, that just from, a, from observing that if I look at him, but if, if you look at it from any relationship, from a place of a hierarchy of, of a title yep. or age, then I think you're really missing out on the fact that we can all learn from each other. So, and yeah. it's the same thing about that reciprocation. Piece yeah, that.
1: I think that's, I was thinking about that actually the other day, how my relationships with my kids, it's shifting Now that I've become less of like this dad who's like got it all figured out and trying to pretend to them like I've got it all figured out. You got to come to me for, for knowledge and for understanding because I'm your dad and I've got it all figured out. And now that they've, you know, we've had the conversations and they're starting to see that, you know what, dad's human too. Mm -hmm. Dad has his human moments. He struggles as well. He doesn't know everything. And the second they see that they're like, oh. He's no different than I am. Right. Like
0: great to be human. Yeah. Yeah. It teaches your kids. They you have the same freedom to not be perfect. Yeah, And that's important. I think the pressure that kids see, uh, I don't know if, did we tell the story already about, I think we did about horn in, in the future about Marshall and his basketball thing. I think we did about the perfection.
1: Of, oh yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. We did. Just,
0: that's remind me. of was like, I want, I want kids to recognize that like, it's okay for them to learn and grow. Be, the number one fear is, that people have is a fear of failure. Yeah. I mean, outside of public speaking and all that stuff. But but I mean, when I hear, when we talk to clients, they're like, I'm afraid to fail. And I hear that all the time. I'm like, but it's not true. It's not, we fail all the time. We're just afraid to look like a failure. We're yeah. so afraid to disappoint other people and not be enough because it reinforces our own self-belief. And If we can help people realize, like, it's the same thing with the giving and taking and going back to the people-pleasing. We're so afraid to be look, looked at as takers. Yeah, But I mean... I, I think that's impossible unless you are like, if you're afraid to be seen as something, you're not that. It goes back to the bad dad. The bad dad. Right? Yeah. It's like, what does a yeah. bad dad look like? It's not someone who makes mistakes. Yeah. It's someone who's negligent. Yeah. What bad is dads it? aren't concerned if they're being bad. Dad, they don't ask that question. Yeah. If you're a taker, <laughs> you're not thinking that. Yeah. You're thinking, did I take too much? (laughs) I mean, I know when it comes to pizza, I I used to probably take a slice of it. (laughs) Me, for sure. Pizza, (laughs) (laughs) but but I mean, it's (laughs) the pizza math, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and that there's a great book by Adam Grant called Give, Give and Take, and it talks about, you know, that givers can be the most successful and also the least successful out of all three categories because of who they're around and how they give. And we already talked about one of the weaknesses of giving but there's also this concept of you know being taken advantage of by takers. But if, but I, what I liked about it was the understanding that givers, like we'll work backwards. Matchers, some people they can all be successful, but matchers people feel indebted to and they get avoided. Mm-hmm. Takers people root to fail apparently statistically, but givers. And so if it's like pie, the taker takes more than their fair share. The matchers make sure everyone gets a fair slice, which I see a lot in the world. Yeah, but but the the, the givers, it's almost like they create as many. Slices as people require to be fulfilled. Yeah. And then there's a mystical thing to have a giver in your life where they give out of service, but also create, um, an understanding of if they don't want to do something, they don't have to. If you're always saying yes, yes, yes. And burning out, you're probably a people pleaser that's in the giving state. Yep. Yep. If you're doing the same thing and have expectations, of people are always letting you down. You're probably a matcher. Yeah. If you're doing it, you're taking. Well, and you know, I'm not sure what the impact. is well, <laughs> I don't, I'm around, <laughs> what well, would be anyway? So <laughs> that's not really people pleasing skate. That's like I don't care takers. That's, a, yeah, takers are, yeah, the that's the worry, it. Yeah, takers. Yeah, that's the that people think they're going to become <laughs> takers. That's the opposite. So the the real the real strategy for you, if there was such a thing, is to to let go of the belief of worrying about what other people think. Because if we've learned anything, no matter what you do, there'll be someone who sees you from their own perspective. And communication is the key. I always think, you know, if you're worried, I would. If, oh, am I taking too much am I? I, I love when here's guys, but it's it's weird, why bother? Yeah, People around us like, oh, I don't want to impose and stuff I'm like I'd let you know. I, I would say the thing, when you are not afraid to create to step on someone's toes in a loving way. Yep. Yeah. Because the answer is always clarity. Yep. Yeah. The opposite of, of what we're talking about in people-pleasing isn't just do whatever you want. It's create clarity. And I think if you're coming from a place of pure service in both how you request and you ask, but people are so afraid of conflict, which we will talk around. We'll probably talk about conflict. Yeah. next Our our next episode, which will be episode seven.
1: seven. <laughs> episode 11. Seven. This is Sorry. three. Yeah. Seven
0: is nine. <laughs> we're going to get our shit together, eventually. But I think, yeah, people are so concerned. If you are... Just you have to trust that people will catch you and love you because if you're people pleasing and you're not getting and you're worried that if you stop that people are going to leave your life. What are you really doing? It's you're like the kid that's offering candy on the playground thinking they're your friend, but when the candy's gone, so are the friends. Yeah. And I think when you're kind and you create these relationships that are honest and people know where they stand and you're not trying to negotiate the relationship.
1: Well, I know what I like about it is it takes away the guesswork. You know, the people that you want in your life really quickly because the ones that don't want to be there are on their way out the door.
0: And that's okay. It isn't for a lot of people. And I struggled with it too. Thinking that it meant I wasn't enough. Yep. Or it meant that I did something wrong, or I couldn't be what I needed them to be to like me. And that's the problem with the people pleaser because when you're unsuccessful, you're like, I didn't give right, I didn't love them properly. And then I realized, man, I don't want to hang with people that are like gremlins, where they come with rules, that don't <laughs> feed after midnight, no water. That's just too much work. Yep. I'd rather just be the truth of who I was, my authentic self, and loving and caring and honest. And if people found that that wasn't for them then, you know, like I've heard Jay-Z said, it says a lot about you that you're not into us Yeah, because we can't be any better than we are. We can't be more loving and human if they expect more than that and they find it good for them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have cup of tea. Yeah. Heck, <laughs> <laughs> am I drink coffee? <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, that's the end of that. But that's, it's true. If they're not, if they're not your people, don't try to hold on to them. And people pleasing is an attempt to hold on. And I've asked people, you've heard me say this. Take a second to ask how many people are in your life, like whether it's from the day you were born to now, how many people know you? And usually the answer is like thousands. And then we say, well, how many more people need to like you before you feel happy with who you are? Yeah. And no one ever gives a number. I mean, have 142." Like, <laughs> I've had someone say more before, which yeah. is interesting, but, but it's really just the one relationship with self, which we pointed to. Yeah. And once you understand that.
1: Yeah. Cause that's really, I mean. It always comes back to that. It seems like no matter what, does. no matter what topic we start on, it always comes back to the same thing. When you have a good relationship with yourself yeah. and you give yourself the love that you're, that you're looking for, and you realize that that's what you are, then you don't need to please other people
0: because you already have everything you need and you can show up for people in service. Mm. It's so true, and 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 it, we know that it leads back to the same place. It is it is the same place that you're going to hear us talk to all the time, and going back, and we're going to apply it from different angles, from different scenarios in your life. So, but if it seems repetitive, it is. The understanding uh, isn't the hard part. The hard part is letting go of what's here and then implementing it into your life on a daily basis. Which yeah. Is why we do one on one coaching. And and because it, it's more hands on touch. But we hope this provides you with a refresher and understanding. Some we create some some awareness into the difference between thinking about the stuff and starting to experience it as who you are and starting to experience the feeling and seeing how the stuff unfolds. I don't want you listening to the stuff and either agreeing or disagreeing. I'd rather it hit you neutral and then see if it creates something inside of you like, huh. And then that feeling that you're like, what if I spoke from that spot? What if I work from that spot? What if I didn't have to please people because I am love, Mm -hmm. I am service. Mm -hmm. And instead of thinking that's the third party thing at the creation you've made, that you kill that mask creature of calling your identity and take a risk on being love and loving from a pure spot, not holding on because you need to feel better about the relationships, which is the root of people pleasing, being nice. And scorekeeping and all the stuff that gets in the way. Yep. yep. I say, I think, so I think that's our time for today. Yeah. Already. Yeah. we we'll got through this stuff. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, thank you for watching. We love this. Please.
1: Yeah. All the stuff you're supposed to. Yeah. Don't to. forget to like, and
0: subscribe. <laughs> and if you have any Make questions, sure you come back for channel, more. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yakety yakety. But we look forward to seeing you in the future at episode four, five, six, and then eventually seven.
1: <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining us. Much love.